0: Just last week, though it seems longer ago than it is, last week we looked at the centerpiece of the prophetic ministry of the great Old Testament prophet Elijah. That was the contest on Mount Carmel in 1 Kings chapter 18. In that showdown, Elijah did what he did because God told him to do it. In verse 36 as he prays to God he he says let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. But how do you suppose God spoke to Elijah? It was a a thundering voice in a great demonstration of His power and His majesty, or could it have been in a gentle whisper? This morning we're going to see, and perhaps we'll also get a clue about what we have to do in order to be able to hear God in the middle of our very busy lives. We're going to see that we have to stop long enough to listen to God's gentle whisper, that still, small voice that God so frequently uses to communicate the most profound of truths. We are today in 1 Kings chapter 19 as we finish up our short series of messages from the experiences of Elijah the prophet. Elijah had had this great victory on Mount Carmel and all of the prophets of Baal and Asherah were defeated and the prophets of Baal executed and after that Ahab told his wicked wife Jezebel what had happened and she swore to kill Elijah. And Elijah took off, he ran from her, he ran and ran until he was exhausted And he was refreshed by the angel and then he ran some more, 40 days until finally reaching the Mount of Horeb uh, which the scholars identify as Mount Sinai in the Sinai Desert. And we pick up with the story there in verse 9, the middle of verse 9 actually in 1 Kings 19 with Elijah hiding, hiding in a cave at Mount Horeb. So, I invite you if you're able to stand with me as we read this passage, 1 Kings 19 beginning in verse 9 going through verse 18. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant. BROKEN DOWN YOUR ALTARS, AND PUT YOUR PROPHETS TO DEATH WITH THE SWORD. I AM THE ONLY ONE LEFT, AND NOW THEY'RE TRYING TO KILL ME TOO. THE LORD SAID, GO OUT AND STAND ON THE MOUNTAIN IN THE PRESENCE OF THE LORD, FOR THE LORD IS ABOUT TO PASS BY. THEN A GREAT AND POWERFUL WIND TORE THE MOUNTAINS APART AND SHATTERED THE ROCKS BEFORE THE LORD. BUT THE LORD WAS NOT IN THE WIND. AFTER THE WIND THERE WAS AN EARTHQUAKE. He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And the Lord said to him, Go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel, Mahola, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword of Hazael, and Elisha will put to death any who escape the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and all whose mouths have not kissed him. Thank you. Please be seated. We have learned as we have looked at Elijah's life that God occasionally shouts. God doesn't often put on a big display. Even when He does, it usually isn't when or how we might expect it. If you consider the birth of Christ, for example... When Jesus was born, it wasn't with fanfare or trumpets. It wasn't in temples or palaces. It wasn't announced to princes or kings. He was born in a stable on a quiet night in an out-of-the-way place. And the only ones who got a formal announcement of it were a bunch of shepherds keeping their sheep out in the field. Speaking in the global sense, in the universal sense, In the sense of eternity, God's greatest gift to humanity was whispered. But when God shouts, He shouts with clarity. God shouted to Moses in a burning bush in order to get his attention and to commission him into service. We know that story. God shouted to Pharaoh in the form of terrible plagues in order to persuade him to let God's people go from their bondage in Egypt. And God shouted to the Israelites on Mount Carmel when Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal to a contest to prove whose God was God. Just a quick review of last week. In that that exciting event, Elijah came before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow Him. If Baal is God, follow Him. And then when Elijah prayed in verse 36, he stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that You are God in Israel and that I am Your servant and have done all these things at Your command. Answer me, O Lord, Answer me so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. And when all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Occasionally God shouts. The point is loud and clear, and it echoes in our ears even to this day. If the Lord is God, then follow Him. Sometimes He shouts, but usually God whispers. People are awed by spectacular displays, but often God is not there. God is not in them. I recall probably 35 years ago or so uh, a big billboard that stood by the side of Interstate 30 between Fort Worth and Dallas. And on this billboard it said, God is healing the sick, the lame walk, the blind see, next exit. That always struck me as rather ironic. The next exit you can see all of these things. It was like a billboard for buckies that you see along the highway. (laughs) Why why not a, a billboard that says God whispers next exit. Well the former will draw larger crowds than the latter of course. That's why. People don't want to stop long enough and devote enough time to hear God whisper. They want to see God shouting and doing these magnificent things. But God can be hard to find in the midst of all of that sound and fury. Note the the message of verses 11 and 12 in our chapter. When it speaks of the wind, there was... A great and powerful wind that tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. After the wind, there was an earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire. All of these showy things, but the Lord was not in them. The Lord was not heard in them. And after all of that hullabaloo, the voice of God came. In a gentle whisper, the NIV says, the King James calls it a still, small voice. God can communicate in a lot of different ways. He can communicate through angels and earthquakes, certainly. Through miracles and messengers, He can even orchestrate a a chorus of catastrophe if necessary, if that's what it takes. But I'm convinced that God prefers a gentle whisper to a trumpet blast. It's been my experience that God almost always speaks to me most clearly in the quiet moments, the moments of solitude than in any other of the circumstances of my life. My call to the ministry, for example, did not come in the heat of a revival meeting, but late one night in my fraternity house as I read Luke's account of the crucifixion of our Lord. The most profound revelations of God's truth I've ever been privileged to receive have come in the the quiet, not at the foot of some great preacher or professor, but in quiet moments of study and reflection on the words of Scripture. That's when I've heard God's voice most clearly in my life. Now I'm not saying that my experience has to be normative for everyone, or that God doesn't sometimes have to shout to get my attention. He does. But on the whole, more often than not, God speaks in a gentle whisper. And the Bible says that Elijah heard God's gentle whisper in verse 13. Elijah was listening and he heard it. We might expect a great prophet of God to be so attuned to God that he would hear that gentle whisper and he did even though Elijah wasn't exactly having a red letter day. He'd been tired, depressed, now he was feeling sorry for himself but he, he heard when God spoke. How can we better hear God's gentle whisper as Elijah did? Well the answer is very simple, stop and listen. That's all it takes. If we stop and listen for God's voice, we can hear His gentle whisper. There is a real danger in the busyness of our lives that we won't slow down long enough to hear God's message. In fact, many of our weeks are so busy, we have so many pressures and deadlines and commitments that our schedules always seem to be filled to overflowing. That's why I said earlier it seems that last Sunday was so long ago because the week had been so busy, so full of every kind of thing. But that's no excuse for failing to pause and listen to God. And yet you'd be surprised how many people try to use that excuse for not stopping and listening for the voice of God. People who excuse themselves from time with God because of busy schedules almost invariably don't do any better when they have more free time in their schedules, when the demands on their time are fewer. When they get a little time off, they fill it with leisure and recreational pursuits or even mindless media than time with God, so that they come back to work more drained than when they left. Does that sound at all familiar to you? Have you ever had that experience yourself? It's really quite common. When you have a little extra time off, how much of it do you spend with God, alone, quiet, listening for God's voice? In his book, Stress Fractures, Chuck Swindoll tells about a time in his life when he got, as he describes it, too caught up in the undertow of too many commitments in too few days. He said it put stress on him and stress on his family. Before long he was snapping at his wife and children. He was growing more short-tempered, irritated at unexpected interruptions throughout the day. And it wasn't long after that that his home life began to reflect his pattern of, of hurrying through everything and to everything. It was becoming unbearable, he said, In fact, he says, I distinctly recall after supper one evening the words of our young daughter Colleen. She wanted to tell me about something important that had happened to her at school that day. She hurriedly began, Daddy, I want to tell you something and I'll tell you really fast. And suddenly realizing her frustration, he said, I answered, Honey, you can tell me and you don't have to tell me really fast. Say it slowly. And he said, I'll never forget her answer. Then listen slowly. Listen slowly. We have to listen slowly to hear the voice of God. Don't think you can hear God's gentle whisper in a hurry. It just doesn't work that way. Even when we're busy during the heat of our hurried and harried lives, we need to obey God's command In that 46th psalm that we heard earlier in the service, where God says, be still and know that I am God. It's the first point in that psalm where God speaks. And He says, be still, be still. What the word means, literally, is to let your hands hang down, to relax. When we face challenges, difficulties, we we wring our hands, we throw up our hands, we say the situation is out of hand. God says, let your hands hang down. Be still and know that I am God. We must let God be God to hear God. God is not the author of confusion. In fact, C.S. Lewis Spoke of the realm of demons and hell as the kingdom of noise. The kingdom of noise. And our world is getting noisier by the day, isn't it? The bare truth is that those who hear God's gentle whisper are few. So few, in fact, that those who do hear may wonder if they're the only ones listening. This seems to be what happened in Elijah's case Even prophets get the blues, we discover in our text today. Once the evil queen Jezebel found out about God's victory over all of her prophets and that that Elijah had, had had 450 of the prophets of Baal executed, she was furious. She swore to kill Elijah that very day. And Elijah's mother didn't raise no fool, so he hit the road. He got out of there. He was smart, ran for his life. Verse 4 says that he was so tired and depressed that he prayed to die. Elijah was lower than a snake's belly in a wheel rut, as we used to say. And when he did get his strength back, he began to feel sorry for himself. In verse 10 and verse 14, Elijah tells God he's the only faithful person left. And even he is in danger. From his limited perspective, everyone else seemed to have rejected God and abandoned God and refused to obey the commandments of God. It's not hard to understand how Elijah felt. I felt that way myself from time to time. It's easy to get discouraged when you see otherwise intelligent people fail to take God seriously. And use any kind of excuse they can come up with to avoid a commitment. They miss church for weeks and weeks at a time. Give far more attention to less important things than they do to God. It can be very discouraging to watch God's people neglect God. And it discouraged Elijah. This great prophet got discouraged because he seemed to be the only one who was listening and hearing the voice of God. But what Elijah couldn't see at that moment was that those who have ears to hear do listen to God's gentle whisper. What Elijah didn't know was what God told him in verse 18. God said, I have 7,000 in Israel who have remained true to me. 7,000 who have not bowed their knees to Baal and kissed this idol. He said, you're not the only one, Elijah. I've got others who are listening to my gentle whisper as well. Others who are following, though you can't see it. They may not be in the majority, they may not be in power, they may not be prominent, but they do exist. It was true that many were turning a deaf ear to God, certainly, and many still do, certainly even among those who would swear they aren't turning a deaf ear to God, they would point to their busyness and say, you see what I'm doing for God? How can you say I'm not hearing God's voice? But Jesus himself said, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be who go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. And few there be who find it. But there are those few. Those who hear and obey God's gentle whisper will hear His strong voice as well. If you can hear God whisper, you won't mistake when He shouts. Notice the sequence of what happened in verse 13. It says when Elijah heard the whisper he pulled his cloak over his face he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave then a voice said to him what are you doing here Elijah? Elijah heard the whisper he got up, he followed it and then he heard a clear voice. It wasn't exactly what he wanted to hear it was something of a gentle rebuke, in fact, but he heard it and heard it clearly because he was listening for the whisper. If you want to hear God's voice, if you want to hear it with assurance and with confidence, then you first have to listen for God's whisper. You have to first be still and know that He is God. You first have to give Him your full attention. Only then does God feel the freedom to speak. And only then will you hear. So I ask you today, what is God whispering to you? God told Elijah that his pity party was over and it was time to get up and get back to work. God still had work for Elijah to do. He had people to anoint and he had messages to proclaim. What's God trying to say to you today? What does God have for you to do? Now I know that all of you are busy people, but we all have the same amount of time, don't we? You've heard that said many times before. We all get the same 24 hours in every day. We all get the same seven days of every week. doesn't matter what your status or your station in life, it's still the same for everyone. How do you spend those 24 hours and those seven days? Where does God fit into your schedule? Can you hear His whisper? Or are you going to force God to shout to get your attention? You don't want that. C.S. Lewis said pain is God's megaphone. You don't want God to have to shout to get your attention. For some it takes a terrible tragedy before they ever turn a listening ear toward God. Don't let that be you. Be still and know that He is God and listen for His gentle whisper in your life. Let's pray. Father, open our ears that we might hear You as You whisper to us. Quiet our hearts and our spirits. Help us to relax and surrender to you, to listen for your voice that we might hear and know what it is that you have for us to do in your service. God, you you have a calling upon all of our lives. Every follower of Christ is a, a minister of the gospel, a servant of the Lord. I pray God that we're listening so that we can accurately discern your commands and your direction in our lives, that we would stay true to those commands, that we would stand even though it may seem that all the world has deserted you. Remind us God that you have multitudes and multitudes of faithful followers around this globe. Encourage us with that knowledge that we are not alone, that we stand with you alongside throngs of other believers who are listening for your voice. God, speak to us, help us to hear, and give us the courage to obey. For your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.